Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our annual Word Ride Festival, people, where we interview fabulous authors about their fabulous new books. It is really a pleasure to be speaking to our next guest, Annabelle Gerwich. I'm Leon Dolan here in Pasadena, California, and Annabelle is on Skype somewhere here in the greater Los Angeles area. You know her. She is a frequent commentator on NPR in the past, and she was the co-host of the cult fave Dinner and a Movie. She's an actress. She's an author. She's an activist. You've seen her on Dexter and Seinfeld. Uh, or maybe you caught her uh, her play based on her best-selling book, You Say Tomato, I Say Shut Up, <laughs> which I, best title ever. And I, I'm happy to welcome her with her new New York Times bestseller. It's uh, a book of essays about aging, and it's called I See You Made an Effort, Compliments, Indignities, and Survival Stories from the Edge of 50. Annabelle Gerwich, welcome to Satellite Sisters, finally. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm so thrilled to be here. And as you said, um, coming from somewhere in Los Angeles, you know, I just left my mobile office. I actually call my car my mobile office now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I practically live there because Los Angeles was so spread out. I was thinking I could like, uh, I wonder if I could make my back seat into a Murphy bed. That was, that... It, it, actually, with, you know, in Los Angeles, because we're so compassionate, I believe we just tried to pass a law here. When I say we, I don't mean me, but uh, which, which, which makes um, sleeping in your car illegal. So I just realized I can't do that. But, well, um, but maybe I, you can make it into a conference center. That would be nice. Well, conf- <laughs> you know, conference centers are all the rage now. So yes, yes, I, I think, I think I will do that. Can I say, um, so, you know, I've been a big fan of Satellite Sisters for many years, but when we met at the Pasadena Lit Crawl, and for some reason, I feel like I should say like, something about that like I, I know it's crawl but when I first read it I read lit growl I'm not sure why but when I met you and you know um let's just say you do have something of a shiksa goddess type look going for you wow the, the, I'm writing that down I'm adding that to my bio you know you're you're very blonde you know you're blonde you're very well put together but then I saw that your pants were hemmed with duct tape. Yes. <laughs> Can I just say that, that? That just, that just, I just thought, oh, huh, here is my kind of person. That is, yes. that is true. I wanted to wear those pants tonight. I had that night. I had just failed to take them to be shortened significantly. They were like eight inches too long on me. So I did when tape I think, them up. When I think about, you know, those, those lean in books and, you know, the conversation <laughs> that somehow we're still having about having it all, I think, and there was Leon with her duct tape hemmed pants. It just, there's, it's like the, the, there's a, there's a man, don't look at the little man behind the curtain. It was one of those moments and I found it very endearing. So. so well, I, I hope I'm in your next book on aging then. I hope there's oh, a I've got a, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but now that you say that, 
I think I, I will put that as my new criteria of like how I recognize my people. <laughs> well, you do. You have an incredible number of job titles. It, uh, it is hard to introduce you. Uh, author, actress, activist says it all, but you have literally done it all. You're a storyteller. You perform on stage. You write your own material. You do radio commentary. You've written this beautiful book of essays, parts of which I see you made an effort. Uh, I laughed. I cried. I mean, that's my short review, like you laugh out loud funny, and then there are incredibly moving essays in the book. Do you actually have like a favorite job? Do you prefer X, Y, and Z? If you could do one thing for the rest of your life, you would say, oh yeah, actress or oh, writer, oh, director. I, I know you, you, uh, you produce your own stuff, right? I, I, I do. I do that now. You know, I started out and it's funny, my, my friend, um, the actress now director, um, Melanie Mayron, uh, for, she was on 30 something. Yes. She was so great. And she was a, she was a young actress. She did tremendous films. And she said to me once, you know, we are we're just scrappy Jewish girls. <laughs> um, I, just, I don't know how to describe that other than to say, you know, I'm, um, uh, you know, if <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss myself. Okay. So here's the thing. I started out, uh, wanting to be a ballerina, uh, that, that didn't work as we all uh, did. Yes. Or, or figure did. skater, but and okay. I actually did dance for okay. quite a few years and then hips came mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I'm not really big hippie, but I'm hippier than ballerinas. Let's just put it that way. Um, and um, I wanted to be an actress uh, from when I was a teenager, and and I and I started working actually right when I moved to New York to study at NYU to study acting. I I got a job um, at the New York Shakespeare Festival, so I was instant inst, insta actress, um, and I've been working ever since then. And you know, financial necessity can make you explore a number of careers. Yes. And and, um, that has been, you know, a driving force in my life was the lack of a trust fund or, um, (laughs) you know, being, being a freelancer. Um, And, you know, in my, in my, uh, in in my great moments, I think, you know, it's, um, it is the, of course, uh, I feel very privileged to have been able to continue to earn a living as an artist of some kind. And it has just taken different forms. And it, it is a, it is just one of these crazy things. Like I, I get a lot of pleasure from all of these different endeavors. You know, um, there's something that you get from uh, acting that I have loved so much, which is the collaborative experience. Mm-hmm. I love collaborating with other people. Uh, that we're kind of working together is just, is fun. It is like, it is like, um, a kind of playing and, um, and it encapsulates a lot of things I love when I get to do things where I get to speak exciting language. I've always loved language. So that's, you know, another great thing, but, um, but the, but, but over the recent years, um, you know, I discovered a voice in writing that ultimately, you know, I have this 
ownership over, which you do as as a writer, e- even though we're writers for hire, I'm writer for hire. I mean, there's there's always, um, you know, no one uh, gets to do you know exactly what they want. And in fact, I, I, I again, even in writing, I feel like the collaborative process always helps. I really like working with editors. I like having you know a you know answering to something. I'm 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 you know I don't I'm not saying my my I want to just publish on my own but um the kind of ownership you get over your writing is different than you you get as an actress and so there is a great pleasure i always i'm not i don't think i made this up but i what i really <laughs> enjoy is having written <laughs> yeah yeah yes right that's a great feeling <laughs> it's a great feeling when i when i'm on my third book now and i'm like i can't believe it's a whole book you know i can't believe i ate the whole thing right um but uh and i love i do love working out a sentence and an idea and when i can get an essay to achieve a number of the goals that I've set out for. I, I always want to, imp- I'm always, I'm very sort of OCD about things. I was mm-hmm. this way in my acting and I'm this way in my writing. I'm always trying to improve things. I always think I could go back and change and make everything better. But right. what, um, what is your process? Like when I read, I see you made an effort. Um, uh-huh. You have a series of essays here. I mean, some of them you, I can see you doing on stage. Others I can see maybe came out of like, a phone call or a rant with a friend? Like, what was your process for writing? Is it writing first or is it talking first or is it talking to yourself? I do that a lot. <laughs> How do you come up you with know, stuff? I, I used to write in a different way. So, um, you know, I, I've done, a, done a, different kind, a lot of different kinds of things as a writer, writing commentaries for NPR, which were meant to be spoken. Um, and then, you know, a certain amount of magazine writing. And the writing that I'm doing for in you know in in books like the last book you say tomato I show I say shut up which I wrote with my husband that a lot of that was it's a he said she said a lot of that was worked out written that we performed honed in performance and then then adapted for the for the book this book was written in a different way this book was written to be read and then I'm actually adapting it now to be performed but oh the way, okay the way that I um, work now primarily is. Uh, well, first of all, I am that person, that inveterate note taker. Uh, things happen, and I mean, just every day, I, I, you know, receipts. My, I have a thousand little notebooks. I'm always writing things down that I hear, that I just, that I, that I, that they give me stories. And so, I feel um, like I, you can you can sense that when you read. I see you made an effort because there are just some laugh out loud, funny observational humor lines that I'm like. So at some point she thought that she wrote it in a, you know, in a notebook and here it is. It's just great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, you know, that is, uh, the other day I was making, um, a turkey sandwich for my son and I asked my husband who has recently become a vegetarian, if he wanted some turkey, he said, uh, no, turkey is my gateway meat. <laughs> I thought, like, what? I thought, okay, write that down. That's, you know, going in the story. Um, I, you know, I, I love that kind of observational humor, but I also, then I'm, then I'm always thinking about, you know, themes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I get these ideas about, uh, you know, things that interest me in the world. And then I try to write about how they intersect with my life. So that's what really interests me is where my life intersects with, you know, the world that we're 
living in. So um, I see you mean effort was uh, a series of stories. It started out as a series of stories that I actually hadn't thought were connected. Um, they, except by the fact that they were all like these humiliatingly, like, <laughs> yes. moments of, you know, yes. being, be, realizing I was like a target on my head when I went to buy something at the cosmetic counter. And I realized I'm this target at this age for like all these products. And there's a billion dollar industry trying to get my small amount of money. And, uh, you know, and and it's and the and the this moment happened where this was something that actually happened a horrifying moment where this cosmetic salesperson was telling me all these amazing moisturizing toning and reparative things yes. cream was going to do for my skin <laughs> and I said but will it help my dry vagina. <laughs> <laughs> just like it just came out and a hush fell over the the, the floor of the department store. People turned around. Should she just say dry vagina? And you know, and 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 and, and uh, my cheeks turned red. I ended up, of course, spending two hundred dollars right to buy I, your way out of the humiliation. I tried to, try to buy my way out of that moment, and then I went home, wrote down that story. It was a whole series of stories. Taking my son to a concert, realizing as I looked at that skinny lead singer that I wanted to take him home and pack him. Nutritious snacks for the road. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. And as I started, after I had a couple of these stories, I realized this is really a portrait of midlife for me. And and then I started writing, uh, to, trying to see which stories I have that, that went to that theme. And so fitting the stories into the themes and, 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 then, and then putting the book together was kind of a puzzle because, um, you know, it was, it was a, it was interesting. I, I thought about doing this as a, as a, as a narrative, but I, I actually made it a collection of essays because I didn't want my story, you know, as you noted, right. I've had done a lot of things, including some of them in front of a camera. Um, I didn't want this, I didn't want the book to seem to be a portrait of an actress hitting middle age. You know, um, right. I, I really see my major identity in life as a, as a, as, as a schlepper, uh, you know, uh, well, it comes my, across as a mother, a friend, yes. you know, just a, yeah. a person on the planet. I, you definitely, you definitely yeah. come across that though. I do think the fact that you are an actress, uh, sort of is particularly moving in some essays because you have to face aging in a different way than people would face it if they were, you know, not an actress, not judged well, on the way they funny. look. It's funny you said that because, you know, um, I really like, I, once I looked at uh, my gynecologist, like, description of me on my, like, uh, and my, I have a wonderful gynecologist, let me just say, he's a great guy, but he's got a lot of patients. He can't seem to ever remember my name. Right. Uh, I, and I looked down and it said, you know, female tilted uterus, 52. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of says a, a lot. Right there. You know, uh, that's who I am to him. And, 
In fact, uh, I describe, you know, a visit that I made uh, in the in the first chapter of the book. And, and one line I didn't actually get in there, which I, I just never worked in, was he said to me on that on this visit I made uh, where I was just crying about like, you know, what do I do about turning middle age? Mm-hmm. And he said to me, wait, aren't you the one who's uh, divorced and wrote that book? Uh, uh, funny book about how hard it is to stay married. I said, no, I'm the one who's still married and wrote a book about how hard it is to stay married. Anyway, because he can barely remember me. And I, I kind of, that, that to me is really the perspective that I'm writing. I see you made an effort from. He can barely remember me. I'm just another middle-aged woman in his practice. I, You're I, just I, another tilted uterus. Let's face it. Another tilted uterus, female, you know, another tilted uterus. Really, it says it all. But I did. You know, the funny thing is I, the only reason why I included, and I did try to corral anything about being an actress into like two chapters. Right. Well, one um, I want to talk to you about, one essay I okay. loved in so particular. The reason, the reason why was I wanted to, it was when I was answering the um the questions that i wanted to answer in this book which were how does hitting middle age uh feel and look to you as a tilted uterus um in terms of dealing with the way you look dealing with being a mom dealing with um uh where you are in relation to your workplace and my workplace just happens to be uh, having worked in show business. So I I just didn't have another reference point. Um, Although I I did many lots, lots of terrible crappy jobs for short amounts of time. Um, I I just didn't have a workplace other than that. Um, Well, I actually think your essay marauding through the middle ages, where you're talking about auditioning for a role at a commercial is a very moving essay because I think a lot of women get to the middle of their life and look at their career and go, well, huh, that really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Or am I honestly competing with so-and-so for this job? Or boy, I had a good decade there in my thirties. Then what happened? I mean, there was a, exactly, yeah, I, was that, um, I mean, ta- I mean, I you. It's a very funny essay. You have a whole hierarchy for Hollywood. Uh, yes. It's calculated something like this. I have it marked: Tom Cruise, movie star, TV star, reality TV star, series regular, cameo, guest star, co-star, sober companion for recently rehab star, former reality TV star, recently deceased television star, Starbucks barista, commercial actor, sloth, background performer actress over the age of 50. You're last. You rate yourself last on the Hollywood hierarchy. Yes, yes I do. And yeah, you, I, I, you eat a lot of humble pie at these auditions. They're awful. <laughs> Annabelle? You, let me just tell you, you eat a lot of humble pie. And I say that with um, an appreciation for humble pie, because if humble pie is what I've got to eat, you know, uh, baby needs new skateboard. I've got a 16 year old. Um, it, it's just the, the way it is. And you know, it's funny because, um, don't ever read, I'm sure you know this, but don't ever read comments in random places on the um, internet because they're only horrible. Awful. They're and, only awful. And, and it is, it's funny cause people, uh, you know, actually this was, 
some in reference to an excerpt of, of a piece of my book that was published somewhere, I read this comment and it said something like, well, you know, Meryl Streep and, and, uh, and uh, I, I'm trying to remember who else. Uh, and Sigourney <laughs> Weaver are out there working. Yes, you see, they are like the CEOs. It's like, it's like a corporate structure in Hollywood. They, they, they have a lot of work. And then it's, it's that middle ground where, um, where you see the ageism, and this is true, uh, you know, in in every um, in every business, in every industry, and that is what I wanted to write about. You know, the thing is, is and actually there was a um, an article in the New York Times recently about how middle aged women have really uh, had a hard time during this economic downturn, big surprise, because, you know, um, there's so many people coming into the, to the uh, employment field. It's very competitive. And I, when I was writing this book um, and I referenced this in that story, and in fact, really, it sounds silly, but I really wrote that whole story to write this one thing, which was, I read this story about reinvention and about, uh, and, and look, I am a reinventor, someone who's changed their career midstream, but it was about reinvention in uh, all for women it, at this age in all fields. And one woman was saying the only job offers she got were in Pakistan and that she took this job offer. She's like a corporate trainer and she has to live in a dormitory and be covered from head to toe when she's outside. And I thought, Okay, you know, if she can do it, I can go to an audition and audition to be a crone in the Middle Ages. I was both horrified and I also was inspired by the the uh, the the strength and the and the willingness to do anything that I I really associate with women in particular. I'm going to just say I think men are more horrified by the kind of compromises that you have to make. But we who have seen, you know, I just was thinking about well, when I was pregnant, I was like, I'm not gaining so much weight. It's just in this. It's just right here in the baby area. <laughs> That's because I didn't realize that the baby area was so big. I couldn't tell how big my ass was actually getting. But we've seen our bodies change. And you know, we we do all these things that that mean we have to have an ability to to be you know flexible and to adjust and and I that that one story about this woman I thought of this woman and she was like from somewhere in middle America middle America like Minnesota going off the only job she can get is in Pakistan in a living in a dormitory being covered head to toe in a burqa and, right yeah in, in a burqa and I thought oh my god. I can't even get a job in Pakistan, Burka. <laughs> you know, and and I, I was inspired and horrified, and I wrote my own story so I could also tell her story, which I thought was so so terribly moving and inspiring, and you know, frightening all at the same time. We're talking to Annabelle Gerwich on the Satellite Sisters Word Right Festival. Her book, I See You Made an Effort, is out there now. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's also available on Audible. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Annabelle, um, I want to talk about maintenance. You know, we've talked now about the serious stuff, but let's just talk about the myth of maintenance, uh, skin hormones, skin creams. And where I want to know where you've ended up on that. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm back with Annabelle Gerwich here on the Satellite Sisters Word Right Festival. Uh, Annabelle's new book, I See You Made an Effort, um, contains a whole series of essays. You know, you you really go for it, actually. I admire you because you have one incredibly moving essay about taking care of your dying friend that really brought me to tears. It sort of, for me, cemented uh, the whole book and your role in the world. Was it hard to sort of convince people to put in that serious essay? Did you have to work at that? Were people like, no, you're the funny one, Annabelle. Don't put in anyone dying. You know, um, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, my publisher was really, uh, that was when I, when I um, actually sent this uh, manuscript out, I had about five or six of these essays, and that was one of them. And it was really important to me to include that. None of the um, publishers who were interested in the book had a problem with that. Oh, that's good. Uh, and and I've only heard, I've only heard positive feedback from my readers, the ones who, who, who want to meet me, people on the internet. I, <laughs> in those random comments, I have noticed that some people can find that a little confusing. And that's just too bad um, because I really felt like that's that's what interests me the the intersection between comedy and tragedy and I, if you know there that and and writing about all these topics first of all I didn't think I could do a portrait of and it is a portrait of middle age of middle aging oh middle aging middle aging I, I love it's it verb. it's a verb write it down. Um, uh, of, of middling, I and I and I do write also a lot about status, which is a part of middling that I hadn't seen written about. I didn't think I could write about this part of life without including a story that had this kind of weight because, you know, um, I had dinner with one of my best friends. We've been friends since we were fifteen. The other night, and um, we spent about an hour talking about the medications we're on. Yeah. And, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and various health issues yeah. and things we're trying. And, and I thought, wow, this is a different conversation than we, we had um, when we were 15. Uh, you know, I was suddenly that was really brought home to me. And, and that is one of the surprising things that happens at this age. And I just felt it was, uh, it was like, uh, like uh, uh, it said in um, death of a salesman, uh, uh, attention must be paid. Um, I, I, I really, I didn't think I could write without that. And, and I, I'm not a writer who is, um, I don't know, uh, you know, is interested in, in, um, in writing about the, 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 I don't know, a uh, I, 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 things that aren't that don't contain both both right. the high and the low so uh, i i hope that um i hope that people will appreciate that and not be and not be too frightened by that no it's a wonderful moving essay it really was um and and you're right i don't know a single person who has reached this point in our lives who hasn't lost somebody and and very painfully you know so it does have to attention does have to be paid um well I try to encapsulate that, you know, and, and again, um, and yet you know, it's still it, funny, by the way, it's still, there's there, still some good laugh lines. In, I, in there the, were, you know, it was a hilarious experience, yeah. by the way. I mean, it was just filled with this ridiculous, crazy stuff, but you know, there was this one thing that occurred to me in relation to that story, which was, um, that, 
I'm old enough now to know the good cancers from the bad cancers. And in a sense, that was one of the lines that sort of I built that story around because that kind of says, that says it all to me. I know now when someone says they've got pancreatic cancer, that there's a, there's um, not a cure for that right now. I didn't know that, uh, you know, 15 years ago. I went, oh, really? What? You know, now I know these things. And that I think everybody knows at this age. You know, I just do want to ask about the maintenance question yes. and the beauty regime. And yes. uh, as you said, sort of, what did you say? Trying to make your face fit in. The book is filled with sort of seeker essays. You tried a lot of stuff. Uh, some worked, some didn't. I just was wondering, have you reached an equilibrium now as you sort of accept aging and move on or reject it, whatever you decide to do? Well, and- you know, this is... This is where sense of humor comes in yeah. because if you say the book, it's like a zero sum game, you, you know, so I, I've had good experiences, bad experiences, but in the end, the truth is, is it, you know, you, you're still working with what you've got and, uh, and, um, I, I'm trying to walk a middle ground. Here's the thing I've been doing right now. Um, I found this very inexpensive, like laser treatment that tightens your skin but it only works for a week. Okay. So by the end of every week, I'm, I got like, it, it comes like this, the jowls come back. So in a way it's horrible because then by the end of every week, I, I'm reliving seeing my face get older again. <laughs> I, 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 I'm doing this when I go on television for like a media appearance, but it's ridiculous. And I mean, I just, and meanwhile, I'm announcing my age all the time because I think that this is something I, I'm not saying I recommend this to everyone. However, I have found this to be a very freeing experience because I feel like the whole 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 30. I've begun to sort of think of this in a sort of semiotic study way where I feel that this is doing us, and I say women in particular, because I think it is mostly women who... Um, who listen suffer the suffer even more from age from ageism? Mm-hmm. I think it does us a disservice, and it keeps us from actually experiencing the experience we are in in our lives. Sort of what I'm calling now the horrible opportunity of fifty um, <laughs> to be constantly. Um, saying we're not where we are. And and it might sound silly, but I, I have found it freeing and it has helped me accept this place in life more to 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 say my age. And yeah, sure, you know, I've I, I do. I have a little I have a little Botox in the face right now. Uh, you know, is it what is it doing for me? I you know, I what trying to walk the middle road. I I, I have compassion for um, for everyone who's, who's, uh, struggles with this idea of what are we supposed to do? Because we see so many messages in the media right? and we, we, you know, this is the thing we've lost an idea of what this should look like anymore. And I don't have a judgment of, yes, you should do it. You shouldn't do it. I just have compassion for everyone. And at the same time, I can't afford the things that I believe that right. some people must be doing to look really fantastic. I know. It is a fortune. It's a fortune. It's a, it's a fortune. And, you know, it's a, 
you know, like, uh, do I put money in my face? Do I put money in my son's uh, college account? So ultimately, I'm paying for summer school this summer. <laughs> Well, we're wrapping up here on Satellite Sisters. We've been speaking with Annabelle Gerwich. I will put a link to Annabelle's website and her books and her appearances. You do have a lot of events coming up. Um, I do. I do. Yeah. But, you know, I, I loved sort of just the opening message of your book, which was stay funny. You know, that's the the chapter, the title of the first chapter. And is that your is that what you're working with now? Is that your motto that you're going with? It is. And now let me just say to my to my fantastic gynecologist who can only remember me as <laughs> tilted uterus 52, um, I genuinely was asking him some advice on how to deal with um, this middle age stuff. And that's all he could come up with. <laughs> I, I was sure he was going to say, stay hydrated, stay happy, stay healthy, stay the same, never change. No, he said, stay funny. And I thought, all right, I'm going to try. I'll do my best. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us, Annabelle. Again, go to SatelliteSisters.com for information on Annabelle, her book, all the work that she's doing, events. She's got plays going. She's got a million things going on, and she's going to stay funny. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. reminder before we wrap up that you can find out all you need at SatelliteSisters.com. If you're looking for more information about Annabelle Gerwich, about her book, about our entire list of best beach bag books, Annabelle's book is on there, but there are a million great books. You want to go to SatelliteSisters.com. If you're looking for a link to Audible, AudiblePodcast.com forward slash sisters, you can find that at SatelliteSisters.com. I want to let you know we have a bunch of other authors coming up this summer in the Satellite Sisters Word Right Festival, including Amy Alcon with her Manners book, uh, Good Manners for Nice People Who Sometimes Say <clears throat> a Bad Word. And uh, we're also talking to Cindy Shupak about her really incredible memoir about marriage and infertility, The Longest Date. I know, trust me, it's funny, people. Doesn't seem like it's a hilarious topic, but it is in her hands. A writer from Sex in the City, she'll be joining us later in our Satellite Sisters Word Right Festival. But everything you need Info on the books, info on our entire list of Satellite Sisters Beach Bag books, which really is a wide range of books. Everything from memoir to nonfiction to mystery to fiction, it's all there. And then the link to the audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters if you want to download this book or any book for free over the next 30 days. Thanks for joining me. I'm Leanne Dolan. There will be new Satellite Sisters Word Right Festival interviews posted every Wednesday in July. So stay tuned. Keep looking for them. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Satellite Sisters.